Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, and always live on on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome back inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score and your free Odyssey app, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. I am David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, talking baseball until 11 o'clock, like we do every Saturday morning today, taking deep breaths along with Cub fans and serving as the warm-up act to the Stroh Show. Morning, Bruce. How's it going? David, uh, I could not be more excited with the baseball season right now. It is uh, scintillating uh, news every day, up and down. Every It seems like every 10 hours there's something <laughs> different going on with the Cubs. They're out of it. They've blown it again. Now they're firmly back in it, back in the wild card slot, uh, the last wild card slot for the National League with eight games to go. Colorado in front of them for two games, followed by three in uh, Atlanta and three to end the season against the Milwaukee Brewers. David and I will discuss Cub Sox, everything playoffs and baseball at 312-644-6767. And David, um, the roller coaster ride that is the Chicago Cubs quest for the 2023 playoffs has been really intriguing. It's been fun to watch. Nobody saw this coming uh, last June when they were 10 games under 500. Your thoughts as we enter the last week of the baseball season? Not going to lie, scintillating is a great word, Bruce. Well done. I think that 24 hours ago, I was in this studio and I was in a bad mood. I was grumpy on Friday morning. I think that I had lost a little bit of hope in the Cubs. I didn't like some of the decisions by David Ross. I was making something out of nothing and getting really mad about it. And then it was like, okay, last night, then yesterday afternoon happens, and you're like, okay, it's all all is well. Thank you, Jameson Tyone. Way to go, Seiya Suzuki. Those two guys come through. The Cubs win six to nothing. All of a sudden, the Reds lose, the Marlins lose, and they've got a one-game lead, 
and now they're ready to back in again. They're in the third wild card spot, Bruce, and I am thoroughly enjoying the roller coaster ride because this is what you want. You'd like to have a little bit more of a margin for error, but I think if you're a Cub fan, you're enjoying the ride because this definitely beats playing out the string. And today, to set it up, they're back on, they're back on uh, the field at Wrigley, and they have to beat the Rockies. This is a must-win game. They've got to sweep this series and then play out the last six games against the Braves and the Brewers and give themselves a chance to continue and play in October. I mean, this is, you know, look, from a, from a baseball perspective, and Rob Manfred catches a lot of crap along the way, and a lot of it is deserved. Uh, but from a baseball perspective, cities like Arizona, Chicago, Cincinnati right now, uh, San Francisco to a certain extent, um, you know, certainly Miami, all great football towns. What do you got going right now? You got baseball teams. <laughs> that are in the doing, taking care of the headlines. So from a baseball perspective, the marketing people, Manfred and those people, at this point in time, have gotten it right, okay? There is excitement in all these cities. People are talking about baseball. It's a lead story every day. Uh, certainly the Bears are always gonna uh, take up pages in uh, you know any journalist uh, you know, notebook and Certainly people reading it, you know, as to the up and down of what's going on at Hallis Hall. But from the, from this perspective, it's it's a great story. And it's and it's such an unexpected story. Um, the Chicago Cubs in preseason uh, this year never projected beyond the Cardinals and uh, the Brewers. Many not projected beyond the Cincinnati Reds, even the Pittsburgh Pirates. A lot of people thinking that the Cubs were fourth, third, fourth, or fifth in that division going into the season. So from that perspective, it's been a great late season story from July on. And um, hopefully uh, we always appreciate a happy ending, and hopefully that's what the Chicago Cubs give us. So let's set up what we're going to do today. It's a great day to be talking about baseball. It's a great day to be listening to a, a show that talks about the Cubs in the playoff hunt, which they are. 9.30, we're going to talk to Pete Crow Armstrong, the rookie who has come up this September to contribute in a meaningful way. 10.30, we're going to talk to the White Sox manager, Pedro Grafol. The Sox were 3-2 to two losers in Boston to the Red Sox. They now have 96 losses and have to finish 5-3 and three to avoid 100 losses for the season. We'll talk to Pedro Grafol about how he has handled and persevered through a very difficult season. And then the rest, we're going to discuss the Cubs, what they need to do, and where is your belief? 312-644-6767. Bruce, I want to start with Friday postgame. I want to start with talking about the Cubs had just beaten the Rockies 6 to nothing. Jamison Tyone was really solid when he, the Cubs needed him to be. All is forgiven, Jamison. All is forgiven, J-Mo. Nice job. So he goes six innings and really was solid, giving up four hits and seven strikeouts. And, Bruce, you were in the room. When David Ross, after he was done talking about the game, left his audience with this. Marcus Stroman will start tomorrow. Wow. What was your reaction, Bruce? Uh, nice move, Rossi. Uh, getting out and answering any other questions other than getting up, <laughs> walking out, giving us the information, not keeping anything away from us, right? Right. But giving us the information of the day. 
at the end of his press conference and walking out and uh, giving us uh, plenty, you know, to uh, put on X at that point. Everybody X'd out at that point, uh, <laughs> feverishly Xing, uh, you know. So I, I thought it was I thought it was great, and it's going to be intriguing to watch today, David, because how does that play out? In other words, today. Uh, listed on the uh, the Cubs starting rotation was Jordan Wick. Okay, so Wicks was the he was the starting pitcher. So you have uh, you have Marcus Stroman, who we know is not built up to a hundred pitches yet. Okay, so he's going to start the game. Basically, he's the opener. Okay, mm-hmm. he's the Cubs opener. The the, the 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 ace of the staff up until June, along with Justin Steele, was. Marcus Stroman through through the month of June into early July. He gets hurt. He's out for five or six weeks. Now he's back. Two stints in the bullpen. One a, a two-inning job. The next uh, one-inning job. Uh, that was last week. And now held back to uh, start this game. How long does he go? Does he go 50 pitches, 60 pitches? Um, if he looks bad, does he go 30 pitches and all of a sudden you see Wicks coming out of the bullpen as the quasi-starter and the uh, the guy that finishes the next five or six innings. Very intriguing game to watch today. What did you think about that possibility before it was announced, Bruce? We talked to Ron Coomer on Friday morning on the Mullen Haw Show, and I asked him the question about Marcus Stroman specifically. And I thought that this weekend, he hasn't pitched since last Saturday, and maybe they're waiting for this moment I'm not sure they wanted it to be this dramatic and maybe the stakes as high as they are. But, Bruce, I really felt like either you're, you're going to save Stroman to get the last three outs or maybe go the first three innings. He's not a guy that ideally, in my mind, was to be used in the middle of a game necessarily. But I, I do think that what you're, what you're describing is probably the, the smartest way to proceed. The, the thing that I think we, nobody knows is Marcus Stroman, fast healer, Marcus Stroman – really uh, a guy that is fueled by adrenaline and loves the big moment. Bruce, if he's cruising through three innings, do you keep him in? Do you stretch him out? Do you let him go as long as he is effective, or do you protect him and plan for later by being conservative with your pitch count? It's a great question, David. I can't answer that. I, I can only tell you that at Wednesday, you know, this plan – couldn't have been there all that long because uh, on Wednesday he was up twice in the bullpen getting ready. Okay, mm-hmm. he was he was uh, throwing pitches uh, two different times to, if they were going to need him uh, to to lengthen the game out. So from that perspective, um, he is um, probably uh, I would say sixty to seventy pitches in today, and then then you have the you have to figure out what is your bullpen like. Do you take a, a young guy like uh, a Jordan Wicks, who's always started games in his career and has pitched extremely well, even though in Arizona last week um, he had four wonky innings, even though he got out of the last two okay. Um, do you put him in and do you give him an entire inning to start? In other words, if you have to take Stroman out in the middle of an inning, uh, do you, is it fair to bring in a guy like Wicks, who usually gets his 30-pitch side before he comes in to pitch? Do you want to do that to him? Do you want to mess with him? 
So it, it's it's going to be intriguing to watch how they handle the fourth, fifth, sixth inning on if Stroman is at his pitch count and he's ready to come out. So, Bruce, do you think that they would conceivably move everybody back in the rotation if they have a lead and Stroman is going well through three or four? Or do you th- like Wicks pitches Sunday, Assad maybe pitches Monday. They move everybody back to uh, also keep in mind that Justin Steele has struggled his last two times out, maybe buy him a day. I don't know that I like that idea, uh, but but I'm just wondering, are, are, there, are there options open? Are they fluid? Or do you think they're committed to a plan based on the fact that Jordan Wicks, as you've described, you want him to have a clean inning, but do you think it's definite that he's going to be used today and keep everybody else in their spots in the rotation? No, I don't think it's definite. I mean, what you're describing could very well be it. You know, you know, you go with a uh, other long man, but Wisniewski was used in the uh, in the ninth inning yesterday. Okay, so uh, he's not necessarily the candidate for that right now. Uh, you see other guys that have been used uh, a lot lately. Um, who is your who's your designated long man if it's not going to be another starting pitcher right now? That's the question. So you have to look at uh, a worn out. Cub bullpen uh, that got a little bit of rest yesterday, and you can say, if we get a nice lead going here in the first three, four innings against Colorado, we can uh, mix and match more bullpen guys and get through it, and then back everybody up a day, like you said, which would be an interesting way to approach the last week of the season. Bruce, I want to get to all of our phone calls because we've got a lot of people want to weigh in, but there's a couple other things I want to get your opinion on before we do that. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that there would be a left-handed prospect that would hit a big home run and your final home weekend of the season, I would not have thought it was Jared Young. I would have guessed Matt Mervis. And that there yesterday, Jared Young comes up and people were like, David Ross, what are you what are you doing? What are you again? You giving us Master Boney and now this rookie? What are you doing? And then boom, goes the dynamite. Home run for Jared Young. Big, well-timed homer. What was your reaction to him being in the lineup and then w- when it happened? Well, I'm right with you, David. I was going, wait a minute. Okay, Morrell can always run into one. Okay, Canario, when last seen, was hitting a grand slam home run. Okay, sat the next day, you know. So I'm going, really? You know, you just bring Young back. He's had a couple of cups of coffee with the team earlier. We know... He's a nice player, but, you know, he's not a starting player for you. So from that perspective, I, I was with everybody else. And then there he goes, goes yard, you know, has has another hit to go along with it. So I, you have to trust David Ross and you have to trust the people there because sometimes when they make these moves, it's predicated on other information. Uh, he talked about the fact that, you know, there was a, a right-handed pitcher and a young one who was, uh, not really uh, up to up to par with the Colorado Rockies making that start today, and that another 4A player now in the major leagues could handle himself quite well against him, and, and that he did. And I think that is also interesting post game, Bruce, because David Ross talked about the role confidence has played in guys like Cody Bellinger, who he referenced, and I think yesterday's two big stars are also an example of that. The confidence that Seiya Suzuki maintained through his benching back in August when he hit reset and was sent to the bench. 
Jamison Tyone, the second half of the season, he's been maybe clunky at times, but his his record at Wrigley Field is outstanding, and his perseverance and mental toughness through it all, it, it paid off yesterday. And the role confidence played in this Cub team this year, I thought it was an interesting time for David Ross to remind people of that. For a team that had come in yesterday having lost 10 of 13, their confidence still remain high, and I think that is a credit to their manager. Right, and Tyone was skipped. He had an extra day rest. Right. You know, that was big, okay? He looked fresh. He looked strong. And, and again, um, also looking at, um, you know, the opponent, Colorado is, is awful. Now, I know they took two out of three from the Cubs in Colorado. Uh, that, that's not really not predictable uh, this weekend. Again, Roll back to tape next week, and if they lose two in a row to Colorado, you know, I'm going to be the, the you-know-what. But the, the reality is is that um, you're expected to, to hold, you know, these teams off. If you're a playoff-caliber team this time of year, David, you have to win these games. And uh, the Cubs did what they had to do yesterday. They have to do it the rest of the weekend. My contention, David, is they win the, today and tomorrow – you watch those other teams flounder with pitching staffs that are totally worn out mm-hmm. and guys that you've never heard of pitching in games to try to get teams in the playoffs. Cubs are going to be just fine going to Atlanta and Milwaukee. Uh, I, I really feel that uh, those games are, are going to be important for them to win, but they're going to be winnable because there's two teams that will be playing five-inning games with their starting pitchers, getting them ready for the playoffs. Before we get out to the score, listener line, we mentioned the David Ross comments about confidence and referencing Cody Bellinger. This is how it sounded in Rossi's words. Confidence is a powerful thing, and we, we talk about – I mean, look at Belly, right? Like, let's, let's take it from, a, from another player's perspective. Like, has been great in the past, has had some bumpy years, and then gets off to a really good start, gets confidence in himself, and has a phenomenal, phenomenal year. I think, like, you're just seeing Saya come into his own and get really comfortable and confident – um, within his play, being in the league a little bit, you know, getting some some innings under your belt, a lot of innings, and just going out there and playing free, um, not putting so much pressure on himself, being on a winning team. Uh, we don't feel like he has to carry the load. There's a lot of guys in there um, that have stepped up in different moments. Really nice game for him, big home run, stretched it out a little bit, obviously, uh, but he swung the bat really well. David Ross, after Friday's victory over the Rockies, Cubs back at it today, Cubs pregame, at 12.45 right here on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. Bruce, we've got a lot of people who want to weigh in. Let's get out to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's start the conversation with Daryl in Aurora. Good morning, Daryl. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. It's the best uh, baseball radio talk show in the business. You guys are great. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I could ask. I, I would just throw this out there real quickly. I, I think that Ross, in my opinion, obviously I'm biased, Chicago fan, but uh, you know, he could be considered for manager of the year. He doesn't, you know, doesn't like to have the maybe the talent that LA and and the, and the Braves have. But I mean, considering the job he's done, uh, that's fantastic. But assuming the Cubs get in the playoffs, they're either the five or the six seed. I don't think they're going to catch the Phillies. Who would you rather see the Cubs play? Who do they match up better against uh, the the Brewers or or the Phillies? I'll hang up and shut up. Thanks, Bruce. What do you think? Definitely the Milwaukee Brewers, and and I say that with trepidation, mm-hmm. 
because of the fact that they roll out three of the top starters in baseball, okay? But what is, what is good for the Chicago Cubs about Milwaukee? Going up there to that ballpark, it's, it's always been a second home field for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, there's a familiarity there. Uh, they also have a 5-5 five and five record against the Brewers this year going into those last three games. They've played them extremely well. So from all of that, uh, and again, they roll out three of the best pitchers in baseball, so you, you, don't get, you don't get too smart about the idea. I would rather see them than going into the, uh, um, the, the nasty Philadelphia situation there. It's, it's, not, it's not ideal. They have, uh, they have tremendous left-handed power, uh, they, which, which is going to match up big for them. Um, they have good starting pitching. Uh, they have a lot of confidence. I would rather see them go against Milwaukee. But again, as our good friend Les Grabstein would always say, you know, pick your poison. It's not going to be easy wherever you go. It's three games. Again, no home games for the uh, for the fourth and uh, second and third seed uh, in the wild card. Uh, they must go uh, on the road to play all three games. That was a great point, Bruce. Before we break, I just think I wonder if the fact that the Phillies' big bats, the left-handed power that they have, if your strength is maybe in just, let's say that hypothetically, Justin Steele and Jordan Wicks get two of the three starts against the Phillies, and they have left-handers that can get going and in rhythm, and if they're on, they're on, and maybe they neutralize those two big bats in the in the middle of the Phillies lineup. I, I don't know if that makes them more appealing than the Brewers. The Brewers scare me because they play uh, just like the Cubs want to. They have good defense, starting pitching, and obviously that, to me, with that manager, makes them, in Craig Council, maybe slightly more dangerous and, and intimidating. I don't want to say maybe intimidating, but I, I don't think I would prefer to play – the Brewers over the Phillies, if I'm the Cubs, it is a, a matter of pick your poison. I just wonder if the left-handed nature of the Cubs starting pitching gives them a little bit of a, a, an advantage in picking your opponent. Yeah, you know, it's interesting and intriguing to bring up a Wicks as a possible third starter because, again, negating the lefty stuff. But, uh, again, do you throw the rookie in there uh, without any experience? Certainly he's shown ice water in his veins so far. There's nothing that tells you uh, that he's anything but big league ready. Uh, I, I was more impressed by his worst game last Sunday, David, in Arizona <laughs> than any of his really good starts that he had before that because he ran into trouble right away. He gave up runs right away in the first and second inning. And then he put up a couple of uh, zeros, which was really impressive to me. Stayed in the game, never showed any type of stress or um, being afraid of the moment. I really like him. So that's an intriguing uh, name to bring up to try to negate Philadelphia. We're a little ahead of ourselves, but I don't think that much ahead. Uh, the Cubs right now sit actually two games behind uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Why two games? They can be the, th the third wild card, but... Um, if they have the same record as Arizona, Arizona has the tiebreaker and the Cubs would end up being the last seed. 
okay, mm -hmm. behind Philadelphia and Arizona. So therefore, the likelihood of them playing Milwaukee at this point, eight games before the season ends, it's, it's more likely right now than it is, you know, projecting that they're going to play Philadelphia. That said, nobody else in that, uh, in that league, in that wild card race, seems to want to win any ball games right now. So one or two games is a big number to have with only eight games left. In the case of the Reds, only seven games left in their season. Both the Reds and the Marlins lost last night. The Cubs, of course, won six to nothing over the Rockies Friday afternoon. Back at it today to try to pad that lead in the wild card standings. You mentioned Jordan Wicks. That's the poise that I think he would be valuable in the postseason if the Cubs get there. Another pretty savvy rookie will join us next. Pete Crow Armstrong coming right up on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 670 the score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. We'll make a pickoff throw. Running to second is Armstrong safely. Bryant, the first baseman, had to come off the bag. He took the pickoff throw and tried to make a throw to second, but it was offline and... Armstrong with that blazing speed dives in with a stolen base. That's his first major league steal. And there will be many, many to follow. Welcome back. It's inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. David Hoff, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock talking baseball. And thank you, Pat Hughes, for announcing our next guest who had his first stolen base there against the Rockies. And Pete Crow Armstrong, like all of our guests, joins us on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Good morning, Pete. How are you? Uh, good morning, guys. I'm good. How are you? How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Let's just start with the obvious question. You are a rookie thrust in the midst of a pennant race in Chicago where there's a lot of an intensity. There's great electricity. It is Wrigley Field. How would you describe your last couple weeks since you were called up to the major league team? 
Ah, um, you know, they've, they've moved quickly. Um, but they've been all great. You know, I, I think, uh, uh, this type of baseball is very, very cool to get thrown right into, um, you know, just, just meaningful. And you mentioned intense and, and electric feeling baseball. Um, and you're also right about Wrigley. I mean, that is, uh, that is one of the more electric environments that I have ever been in, in my entire life. So, I, I I have I've been blessed with the opportunity and I've I've enjoyed every second of it. Pete, uh, it, uh, again, David and I appreciate you joining us today. And I I'm wondering, um, it's not the the normal rookie progression into the big leagues. Uh, every move that David Ross makes is about trying to get the team in the playoffs and get them another win, moving toward that direction. How much extra pressure do you personally feel? responsibility when you go into a ball game uh, to be able to do the right things to just be the ball player you are yet not overthink it at the same time. Yeah, uh, man, you know, I, I think the first time I went in, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely felt the, the gears turning upstairs, but you know, it's hard to, feel uh, pressure when I have, you know, people in my ear kind of constantly providing me with, you know, the, the right information to, to execute. Um, you know, it's not like I'm going in there blindly and just relying on athleticism and legs and whatnot, you know. Um, there's a purpose. I, I, what I've seen and the biggest thing I've taken away, I think, from – the instruction I've gotten here is there's a purpose behind everything we do. And, and there's a lot of preparation that goes into everything we do. And, you know, I think that makes me feel very comfortable going in whenever I'm, you know, needed. Joined by Pete Crow Armstrong here and inside the clubhouse in Chicago sports radio, 670 the score, David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. Pete, obviously you made an immediate impact defensively. We heard your stolen base and on the base pass, you are a threat. How would you describe what's going on at the plate? Struggling early on, making that adjustment. But as I have said to people, you've adjusted at every level. Over time, you expect that to be the case at the majors as well. But what's the greatest challenge for you right now? Uh, you know, I, I think it's just getting the at-bats. I think, uh, you know, once I, once I can start stringing some stuff along and, and you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in that it's one barrel away and, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of party out front talk and just trying to keep it simple, you know. And again, like I got a lot of people in my ear giving me giving me good guidance and, and providing me with good wisdom. And um, you know, I think it'll be it's it's hard to say. You know, I, I think how I view it is that I, I'm here to to help in any way I can and. Um, you know, I would definitely like to be doing a little bit more with the bat. Um, and, you know, the glove, it'll always be there. That is kind of my saving grace. So that's kind of what keeps me in it and, and reminds me that, you know, that I could I could impact it at any moment. And, uh, you know, we're, you're, you've seen the last three, four games that we've played. You know, there's 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 been close to probably 30-something 30, 30 hits. So, um it takes pressure off of, of, of me going in and stepping in the box when I got, I mean, a handful of, of guys 
uh, stepping up and, and and making making big at bats happen. You know, um, this is a this is a very good all around team. So uh, I, I don't I don't think that there's any added pressure on the the current offensive struggles for me either. You know, I I, I feel uh, I feel comfortable, and, and that's just been you know that's been that's been help from from everybody around me. Pete Crow Armstrong, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse, with you every Saturday morning from 9 to 11, 30, uh, 52 weeks out of the year. And Pete, um, how much managing do you do out of uh, your side of the dugout when you're watching the game? You see uh, guys like uh, Canario come in and have a grand slam, not being able to get in the next game. Uh, these games are for real, and certainly there's a lot of uh, – of information going into it and a lot of gut from Rossi going into each game uh, to decide who to put into a ball game. How much you get caught up as a fan as well as a member of the Chicago Cubs when you're watching the ball game? Uh, I, I don't think that there's that. Um, I don't think that there's that blur in there. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't have any prior managing experience. I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> Well known. Um, <laughs> I think that we got a very good one in our corner. I think that uh, I think that everybody has trust in Rossi and and Rossi and, and the staff here. You know, um, I think uh, you know I've mentioned that my life has been made easier, and I'll I'll continue to say that because it's you know I think it's very true and it's, it's apparent because you know I'm here to to listen and, and watch how people do things and and you know, gather and, and intake everything I can. And, and, you know, I I think it's, it's more so, you know, when Alex gets in that game, like we're on the edge of our seats. Um, You know, it's, again, like it's special baseball that we're playing right now and it's meaningful baseball. It's important baseball, but um, you know, uh, (laughs) the managing that's, that's uh, not my job. You know, I've, I've, uh, I think I've enjoyed the process of, of, of having to stay ready throughout the ball game and, and, you know, whatnot. So um, if anything, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of things, but it's more so situational stuff and, and uh, stuff like that. So. So let's talk about that for a moment, Pete, you're a 21 year old prospect. You come into uh, a pennant race, you join the team in Colorado and it's a, it's a clubhouse full of veterans, guys who make this, group very likable guys with charisma and with knowledge and have to be really ideal teammates from Dansby Swanson to Jan Gomes to Cody Bellinger it, the list is long who's taking you under your wing and how have you as a 21 year old kind of mixed and mingled with this group I mean it, it feels like it feels like everybody's had a, a very nice impact on on you know my my start here um but gosh, I mean, I've, I've listened to a lot from, you know, from guys like, like Willie Harris to, uh, to Nico and, and Happer. And I could, I could go down the entire, the entire one through nine and, and, you know, other, others, you know, sprinkled in there as well. Um, but I mentioned there's, there's a purpose behind everything we do and, and, and the preparation side of things. I, I think that is what's, stuck out the most and I think that's probably what I've taken away the most from from everybody here is is you know the preparation stuff you got to be on top of your you know you got to be on top of your stuff this is this is how uh 
it seems to me that that's how games are won is, is beforehand. Well, personally, we need to know a little bit more before we let you go. And again, Pete, we appreciate your time today. Uh, what will be your walk-up music? Who, uh, what music do you like to listen to the most? And how do you, and how do you separate uh, PCA, the guy that uh, is signing a million autographs a week, from uh, Pete Armstrong at home? How, how, do, how, does that, how does that change as far as how you look at yourself? Uh, gosh, you know, I think I, I view myself the same uh, at all times. I think, uh, you know, I'm very human, um, you know, but <laughs> I, I think I like to do all the stuff that, that normal non-baseball Pete likes to do. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely feels like a, a bit of a different Pete that we have here, but, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm figuring it out. Um, you know, as, as for the music, uh, you know, that's all over the place. Um, but I would say the walkout song, you know, I was, I was thinking about doing first of the month by bone thugs and harmony. And now I'm kind of leaning towards big pimpin by Jay Z. So, um, we shall see what I choose, but you know, I, I think, uh, I think those are two pretty good representations of how my music taste is kind of viewed. Um, I like the nineties rap. I like the, the early two thousands rap. Um, I like current rap too. Uh, but I would say like, if, if you could get, if I could give you three artists, it'd be like ASAP Rocky, Tribe Called Quest. Um, and then like, like UGK, uh, that kind of rap is, is kind of what gets me going the most. Our audience is loving this PCA. So, all right, before we let you go, I have to ask you this. You're standing on first base in Colorado. You just get called up. You're standing next to Chris Bryant. For Cub fans, they look at you standing next to Chris Bryant and all kinds of things go through their mind. Do you have a relationship with KB? Have you ever talked to him about what it's like to be somebody with all of the scrutiny and all of the hope invested? And have you at all discussed that with the guy that, you know, got a really warm ovation on Friday because of all that he will always mean to Cub fans and at Wrigley Field? Uh, uh, you know, it was, it was very cool uh, getting to kind of share the bag with him that, that first time out there. Um, he, he, meant, he meant a lot to me at one point, too, you know, as a Cubs fan growing up. Um, you know, he definitely – I saw the excitement and the hope that he kind of brought – uh, along with with his arrival and whatnot, and when I got to when I got to first base there, I I, I did a bit of a double take just because I didn't, but it, you know I was I was locked in on getting the signs from from Willie and Knapp, so it uh <laughs> it took me a second to actually realize who I was standing next to, but I mean one of the most welcoming, gracious people, um, very, using using very little words, you know. I, I thought it was uh, it was very cool. He gave me a quick hello and whatnot, but following, we haven't had many conversations. Um, I've gotten, I've gotten to chat with him a very little bit, but it was, um, you know, it, it was very cool. It was and a great I, moment. I, yeah. yeah, it was. And I'm sure there'll be very many more for you as a Cub. And we just appreciate your time this morning and wish you a lot of luck the rest of this season. Welcome to Chicago. I know it's going to be a long and uh, successful stay for you. 
I hear you. I appreciate you guys both. Thanks so much for having me on. Pete Crow Armstrong, center fielder for the Chicago Cubs, rookie 21-year-old, making contributions on the bases in the field, and he said he's committed to swinging the bat better too. Bruce, when we come back, we'll react to our, our interview with PCA and also what roles other Cubs will be playing down the stretch. It's inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. Starting with Crow Armstrong, the pitch. Driven high in the air and deep to center field. Rave races back. He turns around, and that one is gone. Off the batter's eye in center field, 440 feet off the bat of the Cubs' top prospect. Welcome back. This is the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. David Haw, Bruce Levine. Yes, Pete Crow Armstrong, that's a home run highlight. He can hit home runs. He's just one barrel away. You heard him say it right here on the station in that interview, Bruce. Fun kid. A lot of enthusiasm. I like his candor. I like everything about him. That was uh, was a good time. Well, you can't take my uh, walk-off music, okay? Uh, So uh, he he can't take it, you know. Jay-Z is mine, and uh, he's going to have to find something else. We have 618 Texter that wants to know if he stole your playlist, Bruce. Sounded like he well, was just reading off your off your uh, iPhone. Well, actually, here's my playlist, David. Um, uh, so it's uh, Huddy Ledbetter. You've heard of him, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Also known as Leadbelly, Midnight H-Led. Special. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robert Johnson, Crossroads. McKinley Morganfield, also known as Muddy Waters. Born under the bad sign, and Chester Burnett, also known as Holland Wolf, the killing floor. So there it is. I'm, I'm ready for you, my man. We got all kinds of useful information here this morning inside the clubhouse. People I can't are going to be running with all my stuff for walk up music now. I'll give you mine, but uh, I have to need some time to put it together. And then we, we'll lose all our country music fans. So, um, anyway, Bruce, so PCA, as you heard, as you heard in that interview, as every time that he talks, the maturity is there. The engagement level is there. He's one of several young guys that I think have contributed, and certainly PCA hasn't contributed for very long, but they're relying on guys that I didn't know I didn't know they would be relying, relying on this month. You look at Jordan Wicks. You look at Canario with a big grand slam the other day. You look at Jared Young with a home run yesterday. You look at PCA, who is here. I just am a little surprised. Are you that they are in a position to where so many guys who you didn't expect to be contributing are contributing? Yeah, look, you know, they released a guy that has a contract for next year that was going to be their backup catcher for two years because uh, Miguel Amaya uh, stepped up to another be one. A, a really, a really good, if not great backup catcher to uh, probably the most valuable guy on the team, and uh, that is, uh, you know, Jan Gomes. So people will talk about, uh, you know, Bellinger certainly is, is great, and, you know, all the other guys that have contributed, but nobody's been more important than the catching on this team, and it's been essential to them winning. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm really not shocked by it. I, I, I believed – that the Cub organization was producing good young players. And more importantly, under um, Jed Hoyer and, uh, and the rest of the people there right now, 
they're they're really trying to their best, especially in the second half, to bring people up that are going to be usable for David Ross in a pennant race, not just warm bodies, but guys that can be used. And uh, I think judiciously, Ross has done that. Here's a point that I think should not be lost in all of this conversation about how they're blending youth with experience and they're doing it in a clubhouse full of veterans who have won before. But I think you can't get enough of, of, of this idea, Bruce. This team has welcomed that and not resisted it. This team is full of guys who have mentor-like qualities and have the character that they're not going to feel maybe necessarily threatened by or bothered by Pete Crow Armstrong getting a lot of attention, Alex Canario getting in a bat here, Jordan Wicks taking somebody's place in the rotation. I always go back to this example. Nico Horner was your shortstop, your everyday shortstop in 2022. They signed a $177 million free agent to replace him. And what did he do? Did he pout? Did he talk about not getting paid as a second baseman the way he might get paid as a shortstop? Did he do anything except for move over, say he would do anything that asked, and he did all of it well? That, to me, was a just indicative of the kind of guys they have in this clubhouse, which this question about, you know, how do you blend youth and experience? You have guys who are experienced that understand what's going on and are professional every day of the season. And I think that is something that I think is part of this Cub identity. Okay, and, and that's a great point, David. Add on the fact that now you're having organizational guys understand what the organization is doing. And, and Horner is one of those guys. If he was coming from the outside, being moved from short to second base, you wouldn't have the same result. Okay, there's an understanding that I came from this farm system. We're trying to win. They're moving me to another valuable spot. We're bringing in arguably the best defensive shortstop in the game. He's going to play great. I'm going to play great at second. We're going to be able to um, to uh, save runs on defense like no other team in baseball this year. They've done that. And and, and again, to, to your point, David, uh, Building through an organization allows you to have a mentality when you do bring other players in that they understand where they've been and where they're going. That's where you lose people sometimes with free agency. Swanson, Bellinger, the right free agents coming from winning organizations who have won World Series who understand that type of philosophy. It's a great point, Bruce. And it's something that, oh, I don't know, if some other team wanted to find a way to build and to draft and develop and, and get a team and an organization that is all about winning, uh, maybe there is another team close by that might want to copy that model. Who knows? We'll talk about that maybe next hour when we talk to Pedro Grafol at 1030. But when we come back, what does this season mean to you, Cub fans, if they end up on the outside looking in? Will you still consider this a success? Jed Hoyer weighed in earlier this week. We're going to play a little chin music when we come back. It's inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.